Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. My guest for this episode is Star McEwen, another intermittent fasting superstar. It's in her name, Star. You'll get to meet her right after this. I love food and I love talking about Arkansas products, so this is a perfect segue to talk about this. It's the Ralston Family Farms. This is the Nature's Blend. It's sold in a carton. You can hear that. It sits up easily in your pantry. You close it when you're finished. It's not going to spill everywhere. And it's delicious rice every time. This is a family who's been farming for 10 generations now. A family in North Arkansas. And some important things about the way that they farm regenerative farming is involved. That's the method where the farmers take a keen interest in the soil and water use and fertilizer. The water is from the nearby Arkansas River where they live. Sustainable farming is another tenant of the Ralston family, and they only mill what they grow. They have full traceability from seed to carton, non-GMO product, and delicious every time. They have delicious rice in six core varieties, including white basmati, the aromatic purple and red. This one, I love the golden. I I mean, I love all the things. You will too. Wondering where you can get yours wherever you are in the U.S.? Go to RalstonFamilyFarms.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Okay, I love talking intermittent fasting, obvi. And Star, I love your story. So tell the listeners right now about your amazing transformation. Is 81 pounds your total weight loss? Yes, 81 pounds. Okay, so start from the beginning. Where did you start and how did you get here? Okay, well, I'll try to sum it up as quickly as possible. You take your time, girl. You've got nothing (laughs) but time. Okay, so I have six children and I have birds four. So, um, and I always was like pretty much basically in shape. Like I, f- I feel like I was kind of always able to do the at-home workouts or I was able to get to the gym. I was able to do different things like that while losing, having babies, whatnot. And then... Um, and then I, I always, like I said, I always went to the gym. I, I got to a point where I finally moved out of the at-home stage stuff. And then I actually started going to the gym. And I started going to a CrossFit gym. And I was doing Zumba. And I was teaching Zumba. And I was doing all these things. And then um, I was about 35. <clears throat> it was in 2016. And we decided to build a house, which takes, you know, a toll and everything on you. But Um, I just wasn't able to get to the gym as often anymore. Like I just couldn't. And, uh, we were living with some family friends and, you know, cooking was an issue and, and we were eating out a lot while we were building and we'd be like, let's just go grab. Let me stop you. Were you living with friends with six kids? Mm -hmm. You've got the nicest. Yeah. You've got the nicest friends I've ever heard. I know, I know. And the funniest part about it is, is he was our contractor. So we always joke with him that he built our house really fast because he wanted wanted us out of his house. So that's the big joke. That's great. But yeah, so we moved in and um, 
And so the house building thing and things just got stressful and we had some big stressful things going on in home. And, you know, I just, I, like I said, the gym was the last thing I could do anymore. It took too much stress out of me. So I didn't, I didn't go to the, I stopped going to the gym. The food started, I started not really meal prepping. I started not being able to do those things. I started caring less. Um, the stress was getting so bad. I was going to the doctor. I was getting put on, um, uh, antidepressants. And I would go back in and be like, I'm still tired. Oh, check your thyroid. It's your thyroid. Oh, okay. So then you go home with medicine. And then like, I was also on high cholesterol pills, which I'm kind of, uh, it's hereditary that I was going to have high cholesterol since I was like five years old. So it's, it's always like kind of elevated, but it was extremely high, um, like a hundred and some points higher than normal. It was like 300 and something. And they're like, nope, you're on cholesterol medicine. So I left with more anti-anxiety depression pills. I left with thyroid medicine and cholesterol medicine and got told to watch what I should eat. And, you know, what was your weight doing at that time, Star? So I went in 2016. I was when I was lifting really hard and everything. I was a good solid like 150 to 160 probably range. And then I started kind of climbing from there. And then around 2016 is when I quit that working out. And then I, I kind of started climbing. And and then I just got soft and squishy. And, and the weight kind of kept coming. And then it stayed kind of stagnant for a little while. But then it just kind of picked up and it just kept coming. And so I... I was just to a point where I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. Like I've gone to school to be a personal trainer. Like I, I have the knowledge behind me. Oh, I've wow. done the, I'm a massage therapist. Like I, so I've gone to school. Like I feel like I know the body decent. I mean, like I don't know how all the mechanical and all that stuff works or the organisms and stuff, but learning and there's just so much to learn about it all but I just feel like I was like okay so I I, I even used to do the meal replacement shakes I did those for a while and I and was did they work for you like were you getting relief from these little band-aids you'd put on and then it would bounce you your weight would jump back um, no, not really jump back, but just when I was working out a lot, I mean, I was, you know, kind of watching what I was eating and then I was doing the meal replacement shakes because those just seemed easier at the time with a whole bunch of littles. Cause I had sure. six kids and they were all, you know, 12 and then like, it kind of would go like to when they were all real little, I'm thinking of this one in 2016, it kind of went like 12, eight, seven, six, five, something like that. So they were all little and it just, so the quick and easy drink. And if it was like, I can get uh, nutrition by drinking these, I'll go ahead and drink them. Um, and so, yeah, I did. And I even got to a point where I tried those. Um, it was about 2018, I think. I was like, I'll just go back to shakes. Cause at some point shakes worked like a little bit. So I thought I'll go back to meal replacement shakes Start, did that for a whole month, didn't lose a single pound. I actually think I gained weight. So I was eating way less and I was even trying to walk. Like I was trying to do things, but I mean, I would just couldn't, I, I don't, I had to get put on so much weight by this point. Like I think I was around probably 190 or so. And I remember thinking in my head, star, you were never this heavy with any of your children. Like how, how is this even happening? And I just would be more and more depressed. I would just feel more and more sad, more and more like I was just in this empty hole that I was never going to find my way out of. And then the, we, we went to a, 
on a Disneyland trip in uh, May of 2019, I believe. And um, I just remember Disneyland's like our thing. It's like our family's thing. It's mine and my husband's thing. And I remember being there and feeling so sad. And I was like, this is sad that I'm at the happiest place on earth and I'm sad. Like, what is wrong with me? But I was, I didn't want to be in one picture. Like I dreaded every knowing when I could see the kids come out with the camera, I'd be like, oh, cause I just, I stayed shy of the camera for so many years. I thought I just didn't want to be in it. I, I felt so horrible. I, my, I would barely walk and my back would seize up. So I went from being this awesome CrossFitter to like, you know, throwing weights around like crazy. I was so strong. I was deadlifting 350 pounds, like to, I can't even walk. Like what is like happened to me? And you just sit there and you're like, how did I get here? And at this point I was 207 pounds when I was on my Disneyland trip. And I remember coming home from that trip, I weighed, well, actually, I don't know if I weighed right after. I think before the trip, I was 207. So I was feeling absolutely miserable. Then the pictures really just took it next level. And then when we got back, I don't even think I weighed. So I'm pretty sure I was actually heavier than that because I started and found out about intermittent fasting in July of 2019. So just a few months after that trip. And so I remember that trip filling out my absolute lowest and just feeling like, I just, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I just felt like I was fighting so like an uphill battle. Everything I jumped towards, I just felt like I was coming two steps back. And then it'd be like, well, I don't want the life of uh, make this food for me, eat this food, make this food for my whole family. I'll watch them eat. I didn't want that life. And I did it for so many years and yeah, it worked, but it was a pain and then getting to the gym. And then if I didn't get the gym, get to to the gym or get a workout in, I'd be mad and frustrated at myself and feel guilty. And I just was so tired of all that. But I, I was so when I finally, and when my friend from high school sent me a random text and it was a picture of her and her mom. And I just simply replied like, wow, you look amazing. And she was like, well, thanks. Like I've been doing intermittent fasting. I read this book, Delay, Don't Deny. And I've like lost all this weight. And I'm like, oh, I have never heard of it. And she's like, well, I know you don't like to read because I, I don't. <laughs> and so she, she said, listen to it on Audible. So I was like, okay, kind of, I was kind of like whatever, but I was really blown away that she didn't look just by her weight. She like physically looked like she did in high school, like her skin, like everything about her looked younger. And I was like, how do you look so amazing? Like, and so I, I was just like, and, and that kind of like, I think resonated with me. So I was like, okay, I am going to listen to this. So it took me about a month or so to actually finally listen to it. Okay, and, I need to stop you here because mm-hmm. one of the most resistant people that hear about intermittent fasting, are you personal trainers? Because mm-hmm. you personal trainers have lied to us, not just you, yeah, but you know no, what I mean? I you say that all the time. You, you, You've believed it for years that you had to eat every three hours. You had to do a pre-workout shake. You had to do a post-workout recovery shake. And now you're about to blow your own mind star by Mm -hmm. understanding the fact that that we've been given misinformation. No one's purposely lied to us. I understand. But how resistant were you star when you first read it or first heard it on audible? Were you thinking this is crazy? Honestly, I think because I was at a such a low that I, and I was, 
open. I, for some reason, some sort of receptor was still open to hear something because I was at such a low that I was grasping for anything. And so I was just like, I, I don't know. The the light bulbs started going off in when I was list I was driving. I had a really long drive. And so that's when I started listening to it. And I was driving and I was getting so mad when I was driving. I was like, I lied to clients for years and I <gasps> I told them like to do this and to eat eat three meals a day. And if they were having twelve hundred calories and if they were working out like we were working out together, then they should be losing weight. And it, since they were, I I didn't know what to tell them. I just, but I you knew by your own story that the math wasn't working anymore. Well, and that's, yeah, that was the thing where I was like, you know, at, at what point can you keep dropping macros and then it ain't working? Like they're like that, that was the mind blowing thing to me too, where when they were talking about the nutrients and macros and she was like, you know, your body doesn't know if you're eating a Dorito, your body just knows that you're having carbohydrates and it's processed and it doesn't have a whole bunch of nutrients in it. Or, you know, so you, that's why making the food choices does matter where, you know, people come into intermittent fasting with, when I say people, I mean me too, with, I can eat whatever I want. It just has to be time restricted. That's all I have to do, which but is that's fine. A good, but that's a good springboard. You know, say, it's a good in place the beginning, to, yeah, yes. to start I, because it's kind of overwhelming because if we don't, if we don't have the, if we have no caveats, we just say, just start in a time restricted manner. And that's what intermittent fasting is. Then when we get down to it, then we get, we kind of lean in and go, now listen, in a little bit, your body's going to stop losing weight and then you're going to ask what to do. And then you can kind of tweak it. Otherwise we get back to diet mentality. And the exactly. one thing we leave behind in intermittent fasting is counting macros and calories and how many reps we did on the lat pull down. Right. We're, we're trying to break free. Don't you feel freedom? Right. Oh yeah. I was going to say, you're just listening to your body, like what your body truly needs. And that's what I tell a lot of my clients, like in the very beginning, I don't want them to change anything. I don't want them to change the type of foods they're eating because I think one of the beautiful things with intermittent fasting is that you just organically change over time. Your body will seriously, it, it will make me mad sometimes that the fat girl in me wants to eat like a donut so bad, like right. so bad. And then I eat it and I feel like crap. It makes me terrible. like, oh, like I could sit on the couch and sleep. I'm so, I, I will be so miserable. It's, just, it's not worth it. And it's not worth it. And I just, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I used to feel like this all the time. And I didn't even know what feeling good felt like. And then now, so then now I'm like, well, I don't want to have that. Or so then you, you just organically over time of intermittent fasting, your body is going to almost force you to, to go healthy route. So it's like, so true. There is no like, you have to eat healthy, you have mm -hmm. to eat keto. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Your body's going to tell you what it needs that day. And that day it might need fried chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy. That's great. And the next day you might need to go, hey, we had fried chicken yesterday. So today let's have a, a salad with feta on it and some right, right. chicken let's for protein. Dial it back. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, because um, you were super fit before you birthed. Um, mm -hmm. the children and had six baby had six children living with you. So what was your diet like then? What was your diet like when you were really struggling and what diet meaning what what did you eat? What was your day like? What did you consume? And what do you eat now? 
So I was a big protein bar, protein, because the the things that were quick mom, but yet it's still supposed to be healthy type of thing, you know? So I was always like, okay, grab a protein bar. I was a big protein shake person like my whole life. I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but I've always loved protein shakes. Well, that's the workout mentality. The, The fitness folks, they're big into the protein shake and the protein bars, don't you think? They are, but I feel like that's usually because there's there's such a high amount of protein that your trainer's trying to make you hit. There is no way in heck you can eat that much food. You have to drink your protein because you can't eat that much. You literally physically and, could not. And that doesn't that tell people then and that may, that's maybe out of balance? If you're having a hard time getting in what someone prescribes for you as far as nutrition, then that's maybe not the best fit for your body. Well, right. So in 2016, as when I was starting to gain weight, I was still doing CrossFit. I was still doing um, Zumba, but I was starting to like balloon up. And, and, and so I hired a trainer. It was $500 a month. It was like oh. a, a, yeah, a, a month. I had a printout. My best, uh, one of my best friends owns a company where you can print out ginormous signs. So she print this humongous <laughs> chart out for me that was color coded of what I was allowed to eat. And I had it on my refrigerator. My kids thought I was their chore chart. <laughs> no, it was That's mom's crazy. eating chart. And so I would look on the chart and see what I was allowed to have in green. I was allowed to have one green, two reds, and I would be like columning. I mean, it was who does that? And, and then I like <sighs> sustainable Forget about right, it. Not right. Not sustain. Yeah. Anyone. And this is what we learned from Jen Stevens, who's the author of Delay, Don't Deny, as well as other books. And she's the mother of intermittent fasting. It, it, that's what she talks about. The thing about intermittent fasting is it's faux life. It's sustainable because we can all do anything. I did HCG. I will tell you, I loved it and I got skinny and was just adorable, but even though I did kind of the same eating pattern after I got off HCG and that's the drops that has the exactly Uh pregnancy hormone type Mm -hmm. drops. Um, even though I still followed it by the letter of the law, I gained weight because my body was going, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, that's not enough. It wasn't enough food. And even though I ate more, it wasn't the right fit for my body. So yes, we can all do anything when we're looking for Weight Watchers points or diet center or whatever you're doing. So I say, have at it, but it's going to turn around and bite you in your butt and your butt's going to be bigger. So it's going to bite you in your big butt. That's what happens. Yeah. That was kind of like my post yesterday. Um, I I, I said that like, what are you going to do when all these things stop working? Or like, you know, I was even at the point back at my low that I was ready to go do the stomach surgery because I was so sick of waking up every single day. And and there were a lot of people in town that were getting it done. So I'm like seeing their success and I'm like, Hey, that's awesome. And then I would talk to some of them and they're like, it's the best thing ever. And so I'm like, okay. And I was kind of like ready to save up my money to like go get this done real quick or whatever. Well, you can't afford it because you spent $500 a month on the man on or whoever that made you yeah. only eat the red and the yellow. Yeah. So yeah. you're out of money. So yeah, exactly. And so I was just, um, so I I remember re- I, I, I listened to that book, The Delay Don't Deny, which I do recommend Fast Feast Repeat now that she's come up with that, yeah, with that one, just because yeah, yeah. it so, has so much more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, after I read that book and I came home, I was like, 
I can do that. Like, I, I, I don't know. This When she was talking, I never felt anything but anger towards everything I had al- al- always yeah. been taught and told and learned yeah. and paid to learn. I paid to be a personal trainer. I paid to learn. And, and, and they taught us all wrong. Like, and, and then I asked myself, why? Like, why is this not being broadcasted legit everywhere? You want to know why? Because there's no money in it. There's no money in it. It's free. It's free. It, and all it, you got to do is, tie, is, is choose a few hours you want to eat and that's it. That's if you want to add in exercise, add it in by all means. I'm not telling you not to work out. Do I work out? No, uh, I don't because I wait, haven't. Wait, wait, wait. Miss former CrossFit America does not work out now and you're as thin as you are. Doesn't that tell us too that wor- that working out is not a pan- panacea for weight loss? I have always heard, even when I was a trainer, I heard that it was like 85 or 75% of what you do is not in the gym. It's in the kitchen. I would right. always hear that where, you know, you as, even as a trainer. A bad diet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'd always hear that. And so now I'm just like, huh. I mean, and so I'm, the, the only difference that I tell people is that I'm a very active mom. I don't sit and I mean, I do got my shows that I watch. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, you I, do, girl. <laughs> but I'm not like on the couch every single day as soon as the kids go to school. Like I'm busy. Um, we own our own, um, my husband, our side business is a blinds company. And so I help him install blinds. So I'm lifting boxes and I'm having to like do things. So I do have that aspect when I'm doing house chores. I try to really um, kind of go back to my CrossFit days. And I think star don't bend over when you bend over to pick something up, you Good. hurt yourself, squat Good. down, squat, so I down. squat down, do an air squat star, do it. I talk to myself like that. So I'm like, Oh, yeah, air squat. So, so then I air squat to pick something up. And then I a don't hurt my back and B, I just got to air squat in like, so little things like that. I haven't I, I really feel like I should start exercising just to kind of get that behind me with like, I have a lot of people that are like, okay, well, how does this work with working out? Or how does this? And I'm like, Oh, I don't work out. So I don't know. Like, so do what about people at the gym that you worked with? So they saw you as Miss CrossFit America. Then they saw you, what was your highest weight? Did you say? 207. 207. I'm writing it down. And now your weight, because I can't do math, is 126. Well, I, I buffer between 126 and 130. I'll say, yeah, 126 and you're five foot five. Okay. That's small. I mean, you're fit, you're tight, but those people you saw at the gym, don't you know, you felt like they were real judgy because you'd gained weight Mm -hmm. and they were all thinking "Mm -hmm, if she would only do what we told her to do. Mm-hmm. And now or I was thinking, they're thinking if she would just come back to the gym, right, she, come back to she the could break. look like what she used to at least. And you're like, that didn't, that wasn't working. It Mm-mm. stops working. And now you're doing the opposite of anything. All the, the gym rats told you and you're killing it as you know, you could be a super model now. Oh, you're so cute. I just, I just feel like nothing is, there's not a whole lot of things that are sustainable for life. Even your working out and your exercise protocol, that's not going to stay the same forever. Like you're going to get old. You're not going to be able to lift like you used to. You're not going to be able to, you know, other things are going to be coming more important. You might not be able to be in the gym as much, things like that. Um, and sorry, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Well, my ADD interrupted too. So you were doing protein bars and shakes in order to get consume the amount of protein these Mm -hmm. 
humans told you to consume. Then right. where did then what did your diet do? And what like what is it now? Because people always want to know about intermittent fasters. What do you so, eat every day? So then, so I kind of ate like that. I ate whatever I had with my family. I would have meal replacement shakes. That's when I was working out and stuff. Then when I kind of in 2016 stopped all that, I kind of was just eating anything and everything I wanted, really. I just, and I, I you know, that's how, but I, then I would go through my spouts of feeling like I, I hardly ate anything. And why am I this heavy? You know, I would go through that, but it was because I would take a bite of this, I think, in the morning. And then I would take a bite of that and I would take a bite of it. Now I know what it is. Now I was spiking my insulin all day without even really recognizing Were that. Were you drinking diet sodas and all that? No, I was never really a soda drinker. Um, so that wasn't ever a problem. Or anything diety? Did you have like low fat or low calorie snacks to justify that? That's one thing that a lot of people do, I feel like. And they'll say, well, I'm having my coffee in the morning, but I'm just doing stevia in it and a little cream. And I'm like, you just broke your fast. But they're mm -hmm. like, but it was under 50 calories. I'm like, yeah, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Your body doesn't know calories. It doesn't know sweet. It just knows it, it or it does know sweet. It knows that it senses the sweetness. So it dumps the insulin because it's expecting the food to come. And then if you don't give it to it, then now you're just storing all that insulin. Congratulations. And you're, and you're all jacked up. Yeah. Ugh. And you're starving and you're starving. Starving. So I don't know, like clean, clean fasting is absolute number one rule. So clean fasting for those listeners that don't know is you're not allowed to have anything outside of your eating window that is not clean fast approved and clean fast approved items are plain water. You are not allowed to have lemon in your water because yes, plain water, plain water. Topo Chico, any kind of carb, plain carbonated, uh, waters. Um, those are fine. San Pellegrino, I think is the other one that people will use. Um, and then you can have black coffee, just and, black coffee. Yes. And black tea. So no, no raspberry tea, right, no even flavors. like no tea flavored teas. Right. No, like it's nothing like that. Spearmint tea. No negative green tea is allowed. Green tea is fine, um, but definitely still has to, of course, be black. And so, so those are your you, options. Did you start with that philosophy in the beginning? Oh, yeah. I did start okay. out clean clean fasting, I knew, because Jen said that was the number one rule. So that's what I took right. away from the book. I was like, okay, clean fasting. So I started out with Jen's protocol because I was like, well, after I read Delay, Don't Deny, I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so Because then, here's the similarity with you and Jen. She went from 210 to about 126, and she's about 5'4". So you have very similar stories and that going from obesity, now she really fought it too by trying every diet in the book and that's part of her story, but you probably could really identify with her, right Star? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I definitely, cause I feel like I went through all those different things. I never tried the HCG because I was always scared of needles. And so well, you were always pregnant too. <laughs> yeah. That never too. A time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so you were you started with the clean fasting, and then tell me about go back in time. It was 2016 that you started. Uh, no, that's when I started getting heavy and oh, that's everything. Right. 2019 is when I okay. started intermittent fasting. Okay, so tell me, let's go back in time because people are listening right now that have heard about intermittent fasting, but think, no, I'm going to get too hungry. But tell me about those first two weeks. Do you remember them? Because I remember mine. I remember being really hungry for the first few days. And then I wanted to eat the countertops. And then somehow, maybe a couple of weeks later, 
it just got easier like that. How do how do you how do you remember it? I don't really remember, and I actually did journal, which I I could have looked before, but I wasn't that sure was what. Good. We were, but that I was did, good. and that's like one thing that I really really suggest to all my clients to do is is journaling every day, just a really quick. Because I weighed every single day like Jen did and took an average because I found out that that was the only true way to see what you lost. Because it's amazing when you hop on the scale from like a Sunday to a Sunday, how completely off they can be. And you will think to yourself, oh my gosh, I didn't lose any weight in a whole week. When really it could be you just ate something maybe yesterday or the day before that, that your body kind of hung on to or your inflammation is up a little bit. I mean, there could be so many things. And so you can't predetermine that. So I would always wake up every single day. I would weigh, I would write that down in my little notes on my iPhone. And then I would write down a real quick what I ate yesterday cheeseburger, French fries, shake. That's all I would write down. And then I would write down how I felt. Today I had a headache, today da 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 da. So I know I do- And you did that in the mornings? In the mornings, every morning. Just, it was a recollection of what happened the day before. That's a real Mm -hmm. good plan to me. So then if I ate something and I had say a headache the next day, I'd be like, well, why do I have a freaking headache? And then I'd be like, well, I don't know, what'd you eat yesterday? And then I'd go and look and I'd be like, well, I just had a salad with this, this, and this. And I'd be like, well, maybe you didn't have enough protein yesterday. So maybe you need up your protein today. And then I would focus on my meal that day being very high in protein and like good fats or whatever. And then I would immediately feel better. So then I would find out too, which things Star's body does not like. And like pizza, okay. So I love pizza so much, like so much, especially a good slice. But holy cow, if I break my fast with pizza and I eat just pizza with like no side salad or like no, oh my God, I will fall asleep that fast. Miserable. I get, I, mm-hmm. Oh, miserable. Sleepy. And you get mm-hmm. so bloated, but then mm-hmm. yet you're so full or if I mean hungry within like an hour, you're like, how was I so full an hour ago? And now I'm like hungry again. And then you're like, but I closed my window. And so now what? Like, and then I know I just ate a bunch of crap calories. Like, so I figured out that pizza's really not so good for me. So I'll ask myself when it's pizza night star. Now we know how pizza makes us feel. Is it worth it tonight to eat pizza? And then I go, well, even after you've had protein, do you still have a reaction to the pizza? No, no. So this is my thing that I'll say that I, if I, I have found out by keeping track. So say normally I would just grab pizza, right? And eat my pizza in my ranch and like probably have like five pieces or something. Well, if I have two pieces of pizza and a side salad with some chicken on it, golden. So I still get to taste the pizza. I still get to chew the pizza. I still get to indulge in the pizza. I still get to have what I want. Maybe not as much, but hey, I'll take two pieces and a side salad with chicken on it if I can still have it. Like it's it's like you got to, there's pull and give or whatever where like yes intermittent fasting gives us freedom to eat whatever we want but we also have to be very conscious about the foods that we're putting in our body especially when we're fasting for a long time because you're going to be almost super hyped up sensitive to foods too that you might eat something that super doesn't agree with you and you so like immediately try to figure it out like if you bloat really quick or you all of a sudden don't feel good like really focus on what you just had because you might have just figured out your gluten and sense tolerant or whatever and you never knew you because you eat all the time and you're just like i don't know what i'm allergic to because you're eating all the time well maybe now you just figured it out like so really pay attention to those foods journal it write it down 
I think it's a really great tool. I think that's a great idea. Laurie Lewis, who I've had on this show and on this podcast, and she is a tremendous spokesman for intermittent fasting. Her famous saying is love the foods that love you back. And so my intermittent fasting clients will say this intermittent fasting has done more for them to understand their food sensitivity than anything they've ever done. And I had one client who just last week, she um, started at 233 and she had gone gotten down to 223 on Saturday and that was her 28th day. So she was going to start weighing again. So on Saturday, she was 223. She's dairy and gluten intolerant. On Monday, she was back to 230. And so she knew, I didn't have to talk her off the ledge because we'd already talked about, she knew she was dairy and gluten intolerant, but just thought, I'm just going to make it. She said a cheat day. And I said, sweetheart, there are no cheat days. And we don't, we don't look at it that way. You know, you, you may have overeaten or had a longer window, but you just get back on that horse that next day. You don't beat yourself up. You don't starve yourself. You just, this isn't a diet. It's a way of life. And so she just said, thank you so much for pointing that out. Cause she said anything else. I would think, well, forget it. This doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, what doesn't work is gluten and dairy for you, exactly. for her. For you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that girl. And so that's what I think I've realized too. Mine's wheat. And uh, after I've just, I'm like you, I reading is hard. I'm super ADD. So I listened to uh, Dr. Bill Davis read Wheat Belly. And you'll you'll never eat wheat again. Anybody listening? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, unless yeah. you want dementia and cancer and a fat be- butt and a fat belly. I mean, I, I, it has just shocked me. But I also know that when I removed it and reintroduced it, because I'm a health coaching student for the Institute uh, for Integrative Nutrition in New York, they tell us to do that as students. And when I reintroduced it, I'd go, I don't have any gluten problems. I'm fine with wheat. My blood pressure, which is super low, got got up to like 132 or something. It's usually like 105 over something. And my nurse practitioner takes care. I do have to take thyroid replacement. She said, it's because wheat inflamed you and inflammation shows up in high blood pressure and high Mm. cholesterol. You know, all the things that people give you a pill for Mm -hmm. when if you just remove the things in your diet so that I love that food, but it didn't love me back. Right. And Laurie says, love the foods that love you back. So it's easy now to think, I don't want it. I'm like, mm-hmm. like that old boyfriend from high school that didn't like you anyway. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. So I've had to say that, but it's getting to that point. And that's where, you know, by coaching people, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know, if, if they want to live with discomfort and bloating and sleepiness, and that's the crazy thing about eating that no one told us. Oh, here's the, the good question. Oh, sorry. See, my brain goes ding, 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 ding. No, you're fine. You're like me. <laughs> yeah, you're you're tracking. I can see that you're tracking. Um, but with your kids, what I hate that I, and all my, in fact, my son's the one who told me about intermittent fasting when he came home from college one day. And one of my daughters does it. My other one doesn't. But I mean, they're super thin and fit. They're fine. Mm. But I hate it that for years I fed my kids these big breakfasts because I thought breakfast was the most important meal of the day and they may have gone to school sleepy. Yeah, I <laughs> What know. do you do now about your kids? Not that you're letting them fast, but I wish I would have listened to my kids when they would have, they had said, 
well, I'm not hungry in the morning. Mm-hmm. I go, well, you have to eat because it's right. the most important meal of the day. Exactly. Like you're not going to school if you don't have breakfast. Yeah. I was kind of like that too. And I, I did, um, Dr. Jason Fung talks about that in the obesity code. Um, he talks about how kids have their satiety hormone and their ghrelin um, hormone work really well. <laughs> and so they know when they're full and they know when they're hungry, their ghrelin hormone will tell them. Like, so when, but you, there's a happy line with that because I'm like, yeah, but a toddler would like totally just be like, I don't want to eat and then still want cookies. So then you right. have to, you would have to right. draw some sort of uh, line there. But, but with a toddler, cause I take care of my granddaughters a lot. My 18 month old will push the food away. And I always say, I mean, I picture in my mind, I'm like, girl, your leptin and ghrelin are working. Your leptin right. just told you. It just told you you don't she want, don't want it. it. And then she she will say, eat more. You know, she'll mm-hmm. want more. But I noticed that my four-year-old granddaughter will sometimes say, no, I'm not hungry, but do you have ice cream? <laughs> like, right. Where it's like, no. Yeah, yeah that's not working. How old are your children now? Uh, so I have a 22-year-old, an 18-year-old, and then I have 16, well, um, another almost 16. They're 16, 15 right now. And then they're 14, 13 right now. But <laughs> oh yeah, so a whole so, slew of teenagers. So what I do do with them, though, especially my oldest, well, my one that's 18, that was oldest uh, this year, she had a really crazy schedule and she would get so sluggish if she would eat. So she started not having breakfast when she when she would very first leave the house, but she would get to come home around 1030 or so and she would eat when she came home at 1030. Then she would have to run back off Good. to class and stuff. So she kind of would have like a t- uh, two meals a day and an eight hour eating window is kind of what she was on. And she would do really, really well with that. Like she. And again, she's 18. We are telling right. you the contraindications for intermittent oh, yeah, fasting for the is kids. breastfeeding. Right mother, a pregnant woman, um, children. It's frowned upon, right. Yeah, or if you have type 1 diabetes, I I don't recommend it. And you probably aren't battling your weight. That's the other thing with this obesity epidemic, which Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman calls it United States of diabetes, you know, our country now. These people who go in that um, they get diagnosed with, it's, it's insulin sensitivity and it ends up being type two diabetes, which is a very serious condition. And that's talked about all in wheat belly too. Serious condition. But the first thing that people will tell you, they'll say, yeah, my doctor put me on insulin because you know, my I'm insulin sensitive and you have to have insulin to usher glucose to the cells. So it's very valuable. It's just that we called it out to play way too much in our younger days. And it has turned around, not been good for us. But they'll tell you, you know, yeah, June 1st, I started insulin. I went back to the doctor July 1st and guess what? What? I gained 20 pounds. Because that's when I try to explain to people because insulin is a fat storing hormone. Again, Mm -hmm. I repeat, it is very essential for everything to work in our body. It's very essential. But we, every time you nurse that Coke, that Diet Coke, though you say is zero calories, Mm -hmm. you're calling the fat storing hormone to come out. And that's what I think no one understands. And that's why we have to educate in the IIN, the school where I attend, they say as a health coach, and that's what you are, an intermittent fasting coach is a health coach. It's a ripple effect. What we're trying to do is create change at a very small level. We're just trying to create it with our clients, with our friends, with our Facebook associates. And then we're hoping that someone like your friend. So your friend sent you the picture star and what triggered 
your interest was the youthfulness too that mm-hmm. comes with it. The fact that their eyes are sparkly and mm-hmm. their skin looks good. We're not making it up. That was right. one of the first, I love that that's one of the first things you noticed. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And I, and I don't know if that's what drew me to it or what, but I was like, she's not even having to work out. Like, this is crazy. And Did you, do you miss working out though? You former CrossFitters are kind of, you know, you were really committed to your craft for a long time. I do, but I have a, I have a 95% tear in my rotator cuff on this uh, side. And it. I have like a 75% tear on this side. Thanks was to that, CrossFit. Was that from overdoing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually been starting to act up a lot lately. And so in my head, I'm like, I can't go work out. Like I can barely even like stir stuff or whatever without it hurting me. But I don't know. Part of me is thinking like, well, maybe if I just get in there and start working out, it'll be okay. I have one daughter that's wanting to start going to the gym. And so I'm like, well, maybe we'll go. And then that'll make me to, you know, force me to go because I'll have to take you. So, yeah. So I might do that. Okay. Let's talk about this. So our ancestors didn't lift weights. They ran from a, the saber-toothed tiger and then, or they, they caught the saber, they killed him and then they ate on him for three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. No one lifted weights. So mm-hmm. weightlifting has got to be something that we started instituting. And I know Dr. Fung does discuss some of this and I can't remember the exact timing. So let's say the 70s and 80s, the fatter we got, the more we exercised. I'm talking about as a country, Western Mm -hmm. civilization. Mm -hmm. So did we start, I wonder if we started working out, we did it so we could keep the weight down or lose weight, right? I think that's, it just got implemented with the whole move more, eat less thing. And then I think people just took it next level. I think, I believe like Arnold Schwarzenegger was one of the first people I think that yeah. started with the bodybuilding and, yeah. or, you know, around here and yeah. he, it just got big and yeah. But, but look at you, you're the perfect example of somebody who eats within a eating window. And we'll talk about what yours is in a minute. Um, you're not running the block. You're not lifting a car and you're the size of a 14 year old, you know, I mean, yeah, you've got I the share, body I of a share clothes girl. with my 14 year old. <laughs> That's so, yeah. unbelievable. It is. And it actually, it it really does blow my mind, especially as somebody who is a Zumba instructor, somebody who, you know, was in CrossFit wow. and, and loved it so much. Like, it, like, especially cause like, like even my kids will tell me, it makes me mad that you look like you have muscles, but you don't work out. And I don't know if it's because I worked out my whole life and I was only obese yes. for five years, six years. I don't know. Like I, and then I, I don't know. I don't know, but it just amazed me. And yeah. Well, let's talk about the science of that. So every time that we refrain from eating and we are letting our bodies um, reach ketosis, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what it is. And we reach autophagy, which is the Mm -hmm. fancy term we use, A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y. Our bodies release a human growth hormone. And Mm -hmm. human growth hormone is your children are still living examples of great human growth hormone. And Jen Stevens talks about this. Babies have muscles. They're not lifting. My 18 month old's not lifting weights. Mm -hmm. You know, my four year old's not lifting weights, but she has muscles. She's starting to get muscle definition just by climbing upstairs. And like you said, helping your husband with something, picking up the heavy blinds that you have in your, Mm -hmm. uh, your side hustle. So we do that. Our bodies were made and I've, 
just always remember Psalm 139. The Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And in that, God made us with everything we need to stay fit, to stay trim. And I'm not saying skinny. I don't think anybody wants to be skinny. I I mean, I don't Mm want to be skinny. I just want to be where my body is. So our bodies work in tandem with us if we're eating the way that's best designed for us. So tell me what your eating window is every day. Well, I slowly moved. Well, I, so I started out with the trying to do like a one to five type thing. And then I, my body just kind of really quickly, slowly was like, you know what? I would rather my eating window be in the evening time with the family. So I just went ahead and started moving that to, um, about four, like I would allow myself to eat at four if I was hungry at four. And then, so that was just like my goal every day, get to four o'clock, get to four o'clock. And then you can eat dinner. And then if you want something out after dinner, great. And if not, that's great too. Um, But I did start out with the whole thing like Jen did with a snack, then your dinner, Mm -hmm. then your dessert. Mm -hmm. And slowly at one point, I don't know when, that just stopped working for me. Like I was like, why? Like I was like picking at dinner and then I would want a treat and I'd eat the treat. And then the next day I would be so hungry. And I'm like, why am I so hungry all of a sudden? Like I've been, I'm in this six months and I'm like getting hungry. Like what's the deal? So then I started really evaluating what was going on. And I'm like, well, you're opening with a snack, you're eating it all gone. Then you're not even hungry for dinner and you're piecing at dinner. And then you put your dinner away and then you're like, oh, look at this awesome treat. And then you eat the treat. So you're not helping yourself at all. You're hurting yourself by having all this sugar and all this stuff. And you didn't hardly have anything nutritious or no nutrients whatsoever. So then I started going, ah, I'm going to eat my meal first and Mm -hmm. I'm going to treat myself like a toddler. If your meal is not all gone star, you can't have a treat, Kay. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And so that's what I did though. And I, and, and it worked beautifully. Like then I'm like, I got so full on my food. I could eat my whole hamburger instead of just half. And I'd eat the whole thing with my French fries or whatever. And then be, and, and when I say that, I mean homemade ones. So like, that's a huge difference to me too. People will be like, Oh, I got this Whopper. And I'm like, mm, is that even meat? So I make sure that I I make sure my meat beef is, you know, homegrown. We have a home butcher here. Um, Yeah. Get buy good meat and that, that, those nutrients, that cheeseburger will stay with you. So like, yeah, we can eat cheeseburgers, but we can't eat four McDonald's cheeseburgers, but we can eat a homemade one. So those are the differences that I think people need to broaden their minds with a little bit with the whole food. Don't be looking at it so much as calories and this and that. Look at it as a nutrients. And, Are you and what, still opening your window then like at four with your meal? Yeah. Well, so four o'clock is what is a time in my head, but I also use the window app because I love that app because it's the only app that allows you to track your eating window and your fasted hours, um, both because of the zero app and the other ones only let you track your fasted hours. And that's right. to me is very confusing. Like for, for my clients, I would rather tell you, look, you got a one to four hour eating window. That's it play with it however you want, have it however you want, one to four hours, it's all you. But you're also, your second goal that I give you is that you have to get to 20 hours before you're allowed to eat. So at 20 hours, if you're, say you're hungry, go look at your phone. If it says you're only at 16 hours fasted, well, you better stay busy. You have four more hours. So sometimes we got to give ourselves little goals to push ourselves because otherwise we would all open early. Like I'm hungry at one. Isn't everybody else hungry at one? It doesn't mean I need to eat just because right. I'm 
Like, so you have to find what works for you. But what I have been finding that works for me in maintenance where I've been able to maintain is I do eat whatever, whatever I want, but I cook all the time. So it's my meals, but also I don't cook super, super duper healthy. I have a chicken Alfredo. I have fried tacos. I have, you know, things that, but then I will throw in salads and try to grill chicken and do things like that. But I mix it up all the time and it's different, different all the time. But I do always have an evening window. Um, so my, my OMAD, my one meal for the day is my evening meal. That's the one I, I, I go around, but, um, I do usually always have a treat, which I've been trying to reel myself in on that, but I just ordered a box of cookies. So there's that. Um, but, um, so yeah, I, I, that, that's what I do right now. I just, I, well, and I also take that back. I also do a meal list day, uh, where I don't eat one day a week. Mm-hmm. I added that's, that that's last May. So, um, yeah, about a year or so ago, I added that into my fasting protocol and I was already at my goal weight when I added in my millis day. So I never suggest to any of my fasting clients to go jumping into millis days. That's like your yeah. last resort. That's like yeah. your, if we have tried everything, let's mm-hmm. pull the big guns out type of thing. When you do that, do you try to eat really well the day before and the refeeding day, or do you just treat the day before as a normal day? I treat the day before as a normal day, but I also try to make sure that that meal is like one of my really good meals that I call it like my stick to my ribs type of meals. And by yeah. me writing everything that I ate for so long down, I kind of know what my body will really like a so homemade cheeseburger. Yeah. Like yeah. a homemade mm-hmm. cheeseburger. I'll, it, it will stick with me for a really long time. Or if I, I don't know, just anything with really high protein and high fat in it, I just seem to do really well with, and it'll stick with me. I don't get hungry on my meal this day. Usually, of course, we have those random ones where, yeah, you're hungry, or I get hungry when I'm making everybody dinner, and I know I'm not going to eat. Oh, that that's kind of... so hard. I usually make something I don't like, though. <laughs> <laughs> Liver and onions. No, oh, I'm like, that sound, oh, have... yeah, I'm like, oh, you want mac and cheese? Okay, I won't eat mac and cheese. Okay, um, good, good, good. But good. yeah, so... I, I will do stuff like that. And then on the update, I do try to be, I don't want to say I try to be on the healthier side because I'll usually break with a fried chicken sandwich. But I, I, do, I do like really, like I do try to focus on those meals being really good nutrients just because I didn't eat for a whole day. So I don't want to just go and like, have mcdonald's or taco bell or something when i just fat like i just fasted for 36 plus hours why would i go basically ruin it with taco bell like give your body good food it needs something really good it just worked really hard in autophagy for 36 plus hours so feed it good nutrients okay now you talk about your cholesterol you were in like the olympic gold medalist with cholesterol there for a minute i assume that came down Yes, with no exercise, and um, which that's what I was told with, you know, I uh, got off all my thyroid medication, my thyroid is all of a sudden working, my levels were so low, that they're like, wait, your levels are so low, so now you're making it, you're overdoing it. Yes, so then I had to back off my medicine. That's right, and thyroid medicine is titrated, meaning it's based on your body weight, so probably the lower less you weighed, the less medicine you needed, but you're saying you take no thyroid medicine now? None, none, hmm. yeah. So I'm not taking anything right now. And you um, don't and feel I still tired? get my levels checked. No, my Nothing. energy's wow. through the That's roof. That's amazing. Yeah, through the roof. 
Okay. And so, so yeah, levels checked and then your cholesterol no cl- came down. So then my cholesterol dropped a, over a hundred points, over a hundred points by doing no diet, just by, I mean, no exercise, yeah. no specific no, diet. I no mean, medicine. I still had, I still had, uh, you know, cause I always say, well, watch your diet and don't mm-hmm. have fatty foods. Don't have fried foods to get your cholesterol down. I didn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't yeah. do that. There I did fasting. That was it. I fasted. I did not watch my diet, but my cholesterol still dropped over a hundred points. And they were like, so no more cholesterol medicine, no more thyroid medicine. And I also weaned myself off of every single antidepressant because I soon figured out that I, well, I just started getting happier too. So I'm <laughs> like, well, I don't even need these. Like yeah. I'm getting happier now. So um, I'm not taking any medications right now. So that's amazing. That's great. Any Congratulations. But if you ever need them, I know you'll go back. Oh, and yeah. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. Um, yep. What's your blood sugar? What was your blood sugar like, fasting blood sugar when you were overweight compared to now? Because that taking that mealless day, one mealless day does help your blood sugar and insulin levels. We don't know what insulin is unless you have it measured, but you have your blood glucose What's it like? I can't remember what my blood glucose is like, and I actually haven't looked at my paperwork for a long time. I'm trying to think oh, but it that. wasn't anything that your A1C was high or anything. That no, I was going to say it. they did notice my A1C was like, uh, is it five five point seven? It was higher, and it dropped down to the fours. Yeah, I was going to say the threes. Actually, I oh, want to wow. say three yeah, something. I'm in the fours. The threes is low. So that's great. Because yeah. this is the other thing we know about, and again, after listening to him talk about it in Wheat Belly, the higher that insulin is, that's five, that A1C, and that's kind of a, con- a a number from the last 90 days. You know, it's kind of a cumulative number. Um, the higher that number goes, the more diseases and conditions you have. That number comes down magically. These other things heal itself too. So it's kind of silly. I mean, it's kind of crazy the connection with our diets, but it's kind of crazy that we realize, Star, and you have health is in your hands. It's not in your doctor's hands. Your doctor well, doesn't that, have the key to your health. And that's my big thing too. And like my mantra with this, with intermittent fasting is like, this is the, like, I don't care if you don't have any weight to lose. Like, I don't care if you are super healthy, you should still be an intermittent faster for the health benefits alone. If right. you don't want Alzheimer's and you don't want cancer and you want your cells to be clean and crap up in there and making you look young and crap, like, come on, like everybody, whether you have weight to lose or not, this is your health plan with the side effect of weight loss and it'll keep you and you'll be able to maintain and you'll be able to stay where you want to be but it'll have your back it'll have your back in health purposes like i have a lot of inflammation um diseases that run in my family my mom has lupus like um diabetes runs really bad like my my nana my she had half a leg like her diabetes was so so i've seen it uphand what diabetes can do and i remember being so scared to death when i was getting big that i was like i'm gonna lose a leg i'm gonna die you i could have you know just feel horrible my dad had a heart attack at 39 years old and i was almost there so i was like well i'm probably gonna have a heart attack like my dad did because it's her it's probably hereditary i mean i was freaking out and like so intermittent fasting legit saved my life because i really feel like because i felt like there 
there was no more hope. I already felt like I should know what to do as far as being a trainer and this and that. And I was doing a starting to do some of those things and nothing was working. And I just felt so hopeless. And then this came along and it was so easy that I was like, okay, I just have to restrict my time of eating. Don't have anything. Okay. I got this. I, that's simple. I can. And this was like my one last hurrah type of thing. Like I was like, if this well, doesn't work. Great hurrah. It worked. What so, about alcohol and uh, desserts? What, are you off limits or do you limit them? I don't drink alcohol, but I do have way too many sweets and I really should probably <laughs> back off of those. I'm and either making, delicious? oh yes, they're so good. I'm either making something delicious or <laughs> I'm buying something delicious. And I tell myself that I'm just supporting small businesses and like stuff like that. that. <laughs> At Darren, but, who's our producer, I know he we can't see him because he's the phantom over there, but I know he's he's there he is. He's his Darren's life is around supporting small businesses or making uh, his own small business worth of bunt cake. So I get you. Oh, I yeah. get you. Yeah. Okay, let me I've wrap it up it, yes. with the most important question. What shows do you like to watch when you come home and sit on the sofa and want to uh, indulge yourself? You're talking about your shows you like to watch. Well, okay. A really old one that I watch with some of my daughters is The Vampire Diaries. That might yeah. be kind of embarrassing, yeah. but we love it. Um, but another show that's kind of new is Manifest on NBC. People are loving it. Darren, have you seen Manifest yet? It's People so are good. loving it. I love it. Okay, I'm so, writing that down. And then um, Yellowstone is good. Yeah. Oh, he loves Yellowstone. No, I tried. So, um, I fell asleep. My maid, hey, hey, side note, my maiden name is Dutton. Be jealous. <gasps> now, I even know the Dutton name because of the the woman that runs the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. That's so, impressive. That's I'm impressive. like, yeah. So I maybe I'm an extra fan because of that. But <laughs> yeah, th that's about it. I actually don't watch very much TV. I don't have very much time because my no, kids are don't. all in sports. <laughs> so we're like tonight, we're go we're at ball game, um, basketball games all evening for four hours. So like even, it's in its summer. So like we're, we're, we're in gyms all the time. I'm constantly going and, and that's what I love about intermittent fasting. Like I used to, when I had my, my pie chart thingy on my, I used yes. to take food, take food with me that that $500 trainer told me to eat. I would put it in an ice chest, take it with me to attract me and I would Stop. eat it cold. Quinoa, Stop it. No, quinoa and, and sweet potatoes oh and chicken and broccoli. Horrible. Cold. At because I was like- seven pounds. So it, well, didn't, it didn't benefit you. This was before I was 207 pounds, oh. but this was when I was still like skinnier, but they were making me That's eat right. all this food every two or three hours. I had to shove food in my mouth and I had a pre-workout and an after-workout food. Right. I was just like... I was not eating when I was hungry. I was eating when I was told to eat. And that's the complete opposite of intermittent fasting. Listen to your body. That's like, right. That's why it's even hard for me to tell you like what kind of hours you should eat. Because I'm like, right. I don't know what you do today. Did you just sit around on the couch? Because if you did, you probably could get away with half a turkey sandwich. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like if you, but if you've been like out doing yard work and crap, like you probably need a big old burrito or something. Like you've got to listen. You just have to know your body. And the more you intermittent fast, you'll understand it. You'll know what works well with you. You'll like, I, I know when I need to really back off the sweets, my body will straight up be like, put its arms out like we're not eating anymore. We feel like crap, stop. And I'm like, okay. Thank you so much for being here. Great job. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by clantoncreative.com.